Sakpase, Sakpase listeners, welcome back to another episode of The Zone View. I hope this comes out clearly. Hopefully. Because I hate, I've recorded before for an hour. We've recorded before for an hour, and then we go back to listen to it. Oh, no. That happened like, that's one of those things you, you live and you learn from. That happened at least like three times since I've been doing podcasting. So, what? Valentine's Day is around the corner. Valentine's Day is around the corner. I just Can told... you introduce yourself to the people, please? Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Shirley Door underscore. What's up? What's up? If you don't know me, that's fine. You can just find out who I am. So you were talking mad shit because I said I was going to get my man a, a laptop for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, what the? I must have been doing something wrong all my life. Okay, but like, okay. So I've always been doing this thing where I would be like, gifts for him. Like, I look on like blogs and stuff like that so on blogs yeah because you because sometimes you get great ideas from other people but i'm more of like a sentimental person like i listen to what anybody that's around me like what they say they want their gifts to be Uh and i'll just gift them that Uh yeah so he's been like passionately talking about a laptop so I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just give him this. And it's not for Valentine's Day. It's just like, mm-hmm. it just so happens that February is like in the same month as Valentine's Day. So I'm like, whatever. Literally, I'm going to order it today. So. Yeah, I was just saying how I don't, I must have been doing something wrong in my life. You know, I'd be getting, of course, I get gifts, which I'm highly grateful for. Uh-huh. Let me get it. Yeah. Know? Or set. Like, damn, yeah, I giving laptops and all <laughs> these Okay, so sex is a good gift. Yeah, I'm not. It's not that us men <laughs> don't like sex as a gift. Mm. It's that, oh. You get you know it how, every year? You know how that mean? Be like, oh, sex again? <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Like, I really be feeling that shit. But you gotta, like, the ladies gotta, like, switch it up. And you know what's funny? I'm saying that shit now. Like, as a single person, it, it hits you different when you're not able to get sex. Because, <laughs> like, shit. Can I at least get some sex this year? Yeah. Like, okay. That shit hits you different when you're like not in a relationship and you're like, damn. I'm over here. I was talking mad shit about like, oh, sex again. And then now look at me. No. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like, damn, now look at you. Now you ain't getting sexed again. That's crazy. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking like the king of like not appreciating something at the moment. And I've, I've, I'm. I'm learning to change that about mm-hmm. myself. Like, I'm the king of that. Like, I never really, I be taking shit for granted. And I told myself, like, a couple months ago, like, I'm not taking things or people around me for granted anymore. Okay. Even this, even us doing this right now, I'm not taking it for granted because I need to take it. Because, you know, after a while you do certain shit, yeah. it's like, all right, whatever. But, like, I'm not taking stuff for granted. Okay. So you just, like, owning the fact that this is what you're doing and you're not going to sit here and be like, ah, it's whatever. Is, yeah. It's whatever. Like, I'm going to lay back laid back guy but it's to my detriment a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times this is a this is a male trait it's to my detriment like most men are like this i i i enjoy being laid back but i have to understand there's been times where you have to like you can't you can't yeah yeah and so and y'all be laid back in the worst situations but that's just that's the conversation for another time this is the conversation for another time so what are like gifts that you would give a, a lady for Valentine's Day. Don't think of what have I given in the past. Now, one, I'm a horrible gift giver. Like, I prefer to buy um, 
No, not gift card. <laughs> I prefer I prefer to buy an experience. For example, if you decide, hey, this show is happening, you want to go there, or okay, you want to go to see Summer know, Walker. Summer, Walker so, yeah, yeah, something, anything. I'll do that versus like, hey, she want this purse or she want this bag. Oh, or she want this computer. Oh, thankfully, I've never been into women that like superficial things like that. Not saying that. People I've been with didn't want that shoes or that bag. Yeah. But it's just that I never had that person, or I think I'm not attracted to a person that likes that type of thing. So. Okay. I didn't. I didn't miss anything like that. I'm appreciative about that because I'm not one of those guys. Like if a woman one of those that's obsessed over like Chanel bags. Mm-hmm. I'll pass. I just want to say that this wine is pretty fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've tasted better Chardonnay than I've that. had better. But, you know, whatever. Chardonnay is not my thing anyway, so. But, yeah, back on topic. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, hmm, what kind of, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. At all? No. I mean, I don't either. Yeah. I, I've said this before on record, like, yo, I hate this month only because of the commercial part of it. Yes. I hate it. So, I'm not a Valentine's Day person. I Like, every year, I've probably gotten a gift every year since I was, like, five. But it's not. You remember those back in high school that had like the matching outfit? No, I, well, I didn't have I didn't have boyfriends in high school, so. I mean, you couldn't get a Valentine's gift. They get from a guy. Yeah, I got. They like they would give me like teddy bears and stuff like that. I know my best friend was always my Valentine's, so she would buy me like necklaces. Oh, and, yeah, and I would y'all buy really her. Just, y'all really just screaming for help. Yeah, just what? Whenever, oh. The fuck. <laughs> Whenever I see, whenever I see women like overly saying my best friend is my Valentine, y'all just screaming out, "Yo, I need a man." But we were in high school and we had mans. Yeah, it could be in high school. She had a man. She still got me a gift for Valentine's Day. I feel what somebody overly like. My best friend is my Valentine. Oh no, 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 no! no. (laughs) She would literally just walk up to school with the bag and be like, "Happy Valentine's Day." So it was just like a, "Here, you're my best friend." I just think of how fucked up society is. Ain't no way a man could do that with another man. Wait, why can't it, you do and it that? Look regular. What? Well, who said that's not regular? Society. I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just that I would feel weird if a man would do that. To just me. don't don't have it like in a bag that says no. It could be in a bag that says I love you. I'm gonna be real with you. Man. I think it depends on the gift. No matter what type of gift it is. So you ain't gonna get your homeboy chocolate for Valentine's Day? And say happy Valentine's Day? Hell no. What the hell? Are you serious? What? What? I'm not gonna say. To be honestly, I would love for for us as men to come to that space where we can do that. But realistically, no. First of all, it's, it's gonna take me time to even like process that. That pro- that statement you just said, I have to process that. So getting chocolate, just like. One small piece, like the the child size chocolate, and your homeboy is like, yo, okay, your homeboy. For the people listening, hey, we're holding a glass of wine. Valentine's Let's Day. Say this glass of wine is a chocolate, and he's like, yo, here, bro, happy Valentine's Day. That's 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 sick. What? <laughs> that's just sick to me. I, I don't think there's that. anything. Okay, what if he says no homo? Say no homo. That no homo shit don't. I don't really care about it. It don't work. I don't care about that. It don't work. Niggas be doing the most homophobic shit Mm -hmm. or the most homo shit. It ain't gonna scream no homo. I didn't see some people do it. Niggas literally grab another man's dick and then talking about no homo. Um. But anyways, back to that. Like I wouldn't. Um. I'm like, it's crazy how like us men we can't do that though. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to reconvene and have this conversation with women because I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out if I. I have to be in a moment. I can't say like right now. I won't feel some type of way about what. Like if I saw it happen. Exactly. Like two straight men. Yeah. But I would also be like, I don't care because that's your prerogative. You know, yeah. like you do what you do. But at the same time, man, we're not set up like that right now in this world. Dang. So y'all yeah. can't get gifts from your homeboys. I'm gonna be real with you now. Wow. We barely get gifts from homeboys, period. For birthdays? Period. Oh my I'm talking god. About period. I'm not over here. Oh, it's Christmas time. Let me see what I'm gonna get my my, my homie. Are you kidding me? You can't get him a cigar. Listen, I'm not saying I can't. A bottle what of I'm bourbon. Is that it's not as normal. Okay. As it is with regular gifts, and even if if I'm giving my homeboy something, I don't be like, hey, this gift I got for you will be like, yo, here. But it will be a gift. But the 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 romance, there's no. There's no romance involved. So in there's that. no like, yo, bro, you, you, we've been tight for 15 years. Here's a bottle of bourbon for Christmas. I mean, yeah, I've received a wine bottle from a homie before. Yeah. But that's just because yo, he was out in like Europe and he's like, yo, and I told him, yo, don't, if you can find some wine on your way there, just bring something back for me. Okay. And he did, but like, I think that needs that narrative needs to be shifted because. You guys deserve gifts from one another. It's not only women that can give you gifts or your parents or, like, your family. Yeah. Like, your homeboy should be able to be like, yo, bro, I heard you talking about these pairs of Jordans. Let me get you the, the pair of Jordans. I ain't never heard. That ain't never happened to me, and I ain't never heard that ever happen. I've seen, like, rich people do it. So, like, Khaled gifted Diddy a pair of shoes, and Diddy gifted Khaled a pair of of um, some pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that shit yeah. where they like got off each other's jet and then like exchanged a gift. And yeah. Like, Come on, I'm not. That's a different level. Like at that point, I don't even think they even bought that shoes with their own money. Like that shit was probably like handed to them or given to them, and they're just like, oh, I know he wanted these. No, I, I can't say that because DJ Khaled is a gift giving person. Like he give women, men, parents, children. I got another. I don't want to talk about it. Oh my gosh. That so funny but, to me. But the thing is, like, if it's it's normal in their society, like in the hip hop industry, just people who make money, like they can hand out gifts to homies. It's I don't think it has nothing to do with like, oh, I have more money or not type of thing. Mm-hmm. Going back, let me not say it's gift to another guy is rare, but mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, I've never ever hear or seen anything like that. And I don't especially for Valentine's. Oh, New right. Year's, Christmas, like Christmas or birthdays, mm-hmm. you know, that's different. But that was high school. I don't really think. Women do that now. I don't think as an adult that my best friend would give me. Really? I've never seen it done. Girl, like, I've seen that. I know girl friend. that did that. Oh like, no. Last year we did but that. then, but then, like I remember, like one random day, I showed up to my best friend's house and she got us flowers, and it was the cutest thing. No, definitely, men ain't doing that. Straight men ain't doing oh, that. Let me say, men, straight men ain't doing that. Oh my god. I'm not giving my other male friend flowers. We we we're trying to change that narrative though. You wouldn't think that's weird. I think you do whatever the fuck you want. If you do not identify as gay and you get your straight friend who doesn't identify as gay something, it should be fine. No, no, I won't. I can't feel some type of way unless that person says they're gay. Straight men giving each other flowers. You gotta tell me you're gay for me to feel some type of way. No, 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 I'm saying you just you wouldn't like you wouldn't raise an eyebrow at least to that. Just saying that. I'm trying to learn to just be like these things are okay. 
I'm trying, I think it should be okay for you guys to give one another some form of gift in a form of saying, yo, bro, I love you. Um, y'all not gonna yes, we do, but we're not opening our mouths and saying it. And if we, the last time I remember anybody, any of my friend group opening their mouth and saying it is like when we all was drunk and we were just having a bro moment, if that you want to call yeah. it. And then it was like, damn, we really knew each other for like 10 plus years. Oh my gosh. Can we please normalize men saying I love you to their friends? Like, I mean, I've done that before okay. with my friends, but that's like, that's rare. Right. Yeah. Rare. It sucks, though. It really does suck. Because I was just thinking the other day, I was like, yo, it's crazy how, like, us men, we don't really, you know, we're not really taught to, like, um, what's the word? Be affectionate? Yeah. Yeah. In any way. So yeah. That, like, but part of that is growing up. Like, we was never yeah. growing up to, to to any of that. And it's sad. Right. I, I remember calling my male friend, and I was on the phone with him, and I was just like, yo, I just wanted to let you know that I'm so proud of you. Like, I've seen your shifts. I've seen you go from the bottom, and I see you rising. You're doing things that you, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And he felt so weird, because he's like, no one's ever took the time out their day to call me and tell me that they're proud of me. Yeah. And that's like one of the things to like leeway into therapy. That's something that I learned from my training as a therapist. It's like, um, like when we're working with couples, we have to pull out a sheet that says, it, it depends on the therapist, but I really like it because it makes you challenge yourself. And you'd be like, what's your experience with pride? Has your mom ever told you that they were proud of you? Has your dad ever told you that you're proud of you? Has your partner ever told you that they're proud of you? And I noticed that like a lot of people have not had has someone tell them how proud they are of them like social media has changed that like you'll get random people who'll be like oh i'm proud of you but i don't it is rare for me to hear like your homie to be like yo i'm proud of you oh, that's a fact like i i didn't grow up on that i didn't start mm-hmm. hearing i'm proud of you till like i got to college and like oh my gosh i remember when i got that phone call randomly i was like Never. 23 i'm actually let me take that back my dad has, and my mom, my both of my parents has recently said they're proud of me, but I'm 28. Yeah. So, like, this happened within, like, a year or so. Yeah. So, I didn't grow up on that. But then again, I grew up very weird. So yeah. So, I feel like, I realize I'm so detached to a lot of things because I don't have the connection that a lot of people have with their families. That Same. No, I feel you. I don't have I mean... Only because I wasn't raised by my parents. I was raised by my aunt. And, um, yeah. it was a, it was a bittersweet upbringing yeah like i love a lot of things she taught me i hate a lot of things she did to me Mm -hmm. so um yeah the whole i'm proud of you thing i didn't start hearing that till like 2021 like i like my past ex has told me she was proud of me and i was like that was another thing like she said it and it didn't hit me right because you've never i never like just saying i'm proud of you i'm like she was like for what i was like for something as simple as like getting a new job or yeah passing this class that i was frustrated about or whatever it is but i was like oh okay but then now like i'm like i realize how important that is just to even say it yeah and you know growing up haitian it's like yeah you you, you, your parents view of their proud of you is like okay you got to pull your head you 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 eating you eating good you You healthy healthy yeah that's their their love language of i'm proud i'm proud of you i i remember my mom, I remember I got a C in a class, like I was in seventh grade. And my mom, boy, them niggas lied. She was like, if you get all A's, I'm going to buy you a car when you turn 16. I said, okay, bet. 
Boy, I got straight A's for three years straight. I ain't get a card. So I'm, okay, she got me a card at 18, so I'll give her that. Because mm-hmm. most people didn't get a card at 18. She actually even got you a card. The fact that she got me a card at 18 was big. So she actually got me, well, at 16, she actually let me go get my learner's permit at 15, uh-huh. and I started driving her car. So she kind of like, because I don't know any Haitian parent that would be like, oh, here, you're 15, you can now start driving my car um, with me in the car. Like, I don't know anyone who's done that. So she did kind of like halfway get there. Well, because I'm the youngest, yes. Because everybody's like 10 years older than me. Yeah. So there's a 10-year difference between my last brother. And then everybody else is in her. Like, if you think about it, I was... So your siblings are in their 30s. Yeah, they're 40s, 30s. How old was your parents? 50, 60? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think my mom had her first child at 18. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, when I think about, like, that side where I'm like, yo, this lady has never told... Literally, I got straight A's. She never told me, good job. Oh, okay. You lived up to my expectation. None of that. I ain't never heard any of that. I remember, like, being told that I wouldn't graduate. And here I am, graduated three times. Three times. I was so shook. The first time I got someone in my family to tell me they were proud of me was my aunt. And it was low-key shade because she was like, I'm proud of you because you're doing the things that I wanted to do. And I was like, yo, this is a half-ass. I'm proud of you, dog. That's not like a proud of you of like, damn, like I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Now she's doing what she's supposed mm-hmm. to do. Loki, I'm proud of her, but I'm also hating. Yeah, that's what I'm. Getting that was at. it. Was a it was a I'm proud of you, but I'm hating because you did all of this by yourself, yeah. and none of us guided you in this path. The funny thing is, like, if you were to fuck up, they would be like, "I told you so." Yes. Oh, I hate those. And I, I'm I waiting. Like, I I I failed my test to become a therapist the first time, and that's because I have like well, texting. After you graduate, you gotta pass like a. Oh my gosh, test. bro! You have to take a test to graduate. After you graduate, you have to take another test. What'd you put the test to graduate for? Nobody knows why. <laughs> Nobody. And then on top of that, I have to pay. I have to pay to take the test, uh-huh. pay to register myself after I graduate. Uh-huh. In two years, I have to pay to take another test and to register myself again. So there's four so- tests that I have to take. One to be nationally accredited, one to be licensed, one to be registered. You got to do those every two years? No. So the first one is you take a test when you graduate. You have to take a test before you graduate. In order to graduate, that test needs to be done. Right? If you don't pass the test, you can't graduate. So that test had to be done. Once you graduate, you have to register yourself uh-huh. in, an, uh, in the state that you're living in. Then you have the option of taking a test. This test makes you nationally credited to work anywhere in the United States or okay. nationally, right? Okay. And then once you do that, you got to take your licensure in two years. Like you have to complete two years of working as a therapist to be licensed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. By then I'll probably go get my PhD. But I, I get it. I get it. They're, they they got to find ways to make you higher credential. Because once you get licensed, your pay goes up by like $50. Yeah, period. Immediately goes up you get more money you have more work to do but yeah but that when i took that test i remember calling her and i was like i sent her a picture your mom my aunt speaking of listeners uh this is a licensed therapist we have here i ain't licensed yet 
But you said you took the test. No, I can't be licensed for two years. So wait, what is now? Are you I'm like registered? What the hell is? What are you doing? I don't know. I I wish I knew this before I got into the field. So wait, you took the test before you graduate. I after you graduate, you took another test. Mm -hmm. And you're still not licensed till after two years. Until two years, yes. So what is that in between two year period? What is that like a probation period? No, you're just registered and you're getting experience. But you was getting experience while you was in Yeah, Washington? a whole year. What does that mean? What what does that stand for? You get to graduate. Yo, that's crazy. That's grad school for you guys. That's crazy. It's a scam. It's but a scam. anyway, I I commend any um black therapist. people that's listening right now that want to be a therapist. Yeah. So if you want to be a therapist, now you know you do have to, depending on your program. I know some programs don't ask of you to take tests before you graduate, but UCF wants to mold the best counselors, so they make you work really hard. Um, Each program is different. Yeah. So I know like UF doesn't make you take a test. UF University of Florida. Yeah. But I know Doesn't make you take a test at all? Or just before you graduate you don't take no test? You don't have to take a, a an exit exam. Okay. So they won't hold you back for not for passing, passing exam. exam. Yeah. Um so I failed that test and I remember going to my aunt and I this is the first time I actually said something about failure. Mm -hmm. So I was like I I failed the test. I had a huge anxiety attack while I was taking the test. Um, during the test? Yeah, I, I, I just don't do well with tests. Okay. So I was anxious. And then at some point I started to hear everybody around me. All of this shit was happening. And then I started giving up. Like I, I remember being at test question 90 and I had, there's like 160 questions and I just gave up. I was just like clicking, 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 clicking. Um, <clears throat> and then I was like, but I'm going to take it again. Cause I don't believe in failing. Okay. So, um, I remember calling her and I sent her a picture of my cap and gown. And she was like, I, she called me back. She called me and she was like, you passed your test? And I was like, yeah. She said, okay, that's good. I heard that too. That's it. I sent her a picture of my cap and gown. Good. And she told me, did you pass your test? That's good. Yeah, that sounds about right. So back, back to that sounds about like family shit for mm -hmm. real. But back to the, you're not a license right now. So aren't you like, don't you have clients? Yeah. So you're allowed to work with clients, obviously, because you have the training. Mm -hmm. But for the the council itself has levels of counselors. What do you, what do you so I would basically, well, I just graduated. So that's that's like I'm entry level. So like you know how like entry level accountants. Yeah. So I'm entry level therapist. Okay. And then uh, I'm registered, so that gives me an additional credential because some people don't register themselves. So now that I'm registered, that gives me like two dollars more in my pay. And then That's once I license. have a year of experience, that adds like seven dollars more to my pay. But then once I get licensed, which means nobody nobody can challenge me. Um, not, I mean, there are people who can challenge you, but like you have more experience, you have more hours, you've worked with a variation of clients. So now you can say I've fully mastered the art of therapy. Wow. 
And then ever since then, no more tests. After, after you license, you just do like continuing education every year. Oh, one of those things to kind of like refresh. To refresh, yeah. Oh, okay. To make sure that you're Damn, all that shit. Yeah, it's a lot, but you have to think about it. We're dealing with the human mind, so I, I definitely understand. All change. I do understand like the importance of them like making sure that you have enough experience before they'd be like, okay, we're gonna pay you a hundred dollars. Curious. I've asked this to a therapist before. Who's the therapy? Where does the therapist go for therapy? The therapist goes to a therapist. So every therapist by law is required to have a supervisor. That's the therapist. And there are, there are therapists. Well, you can actually have your therapist outside of your supervisor. It doesn't have to be your supervisor, but you have to go to a supervisor for, for every hour of a client. You have to have two hours of therapy with a supervisor. Yeah, so every month you probably have to have meet with your therapist for hours. Because huh. I remember I asked this therapist, this was a Haitian um, lady, she was mm-hmm. a therapist in South Florida. And then she gave me an answer that I was like, oh, this lady really is mental. Because I do realize that there's some therapists out there, they have a lot of mental stuff going on. So if you don't... Because her answer was, her answer was, yes, we go to therapy, but she was like, God is my therapist. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. So she's a spiritual counselor? No, she's a therapist. Like, she talks to, she, just like me, you could just That's go That's kind of weird, because you can't be a therapist and saying, you know that spirituality is important, but you also understand the importance of these, like, talk, going to an actual person. Because God is spiritual. Yeah. The person that God sends to you is a therapist. Yeah. So, so if you think of told me that, I was like, oh yeah, you really crazy. So she just went into the field to make money. She didn't go into the field because she believes in it. Because if you believe in it, you understand that you can have a spiritual belief and that you understand that God is the spirit and you can have conversations with God. But a person, a physical entity that God sends to you can be in the form of a therapist. It could literally be your pastor. But you understand that you can go to that person because God sent that person to have that conversation with you. Yeah, but I don't. I don't say all this to say that anybody that's listening that want to be a therapist to discourage them because actually we need more, we need more black. Yeah, it's not as challenging as as it, that as I'm saying it is. It it is it is tedious. It's very irritating that you have to go through the process. But I'm one of those people that I think there are certain foundations set in stone for certain reasons. Like UCF is accredited by a specific board. That board wouldn't have come up with all those rules if they didn't have issues prior to those rules. So the only reason why those rules are set is because somebody somebody made a mistake and they had to fix it. Question, do you have to take different tests if you want to do therapy internationally? Um, I think you, well, I think every country is different. So I can't even say that. It's country based. What about those countries that they don't even acknowledge like mental issues like Haiti, for example? There's, there's, oh, oh. Wow, that's a different conversation. Again, I definitely think I know Haiti has no law. <laughs> so that's why I was like, uh, I think it's barely law. And the I law that's there. Let me not say there's no law. There's a law. It's there's laws. No, this is not enforcing any of these laws at all. They're not following it, period. So I do know that it just depends on the country because I know there's an international therapist that I follow on TED Talks and she provides counseling all over the world. I don't necessarily understand how she does it internationally, 
it may be something like she goes into universities and she does counseling with universities. That's the fastest way to be recognized internationally. But it's like you don't have to take a separate test for international work. I don't I don't really think there has to I don't think so cuz mental health isn't recognized in every country. So it wouldn't Sadly. Be. As crazy as we throw that mental health stuff. But then at the same time, I was going to go to Africa to counsel and they didn't ask me no, to do that. No, that was You know just to sit back real real quick. Yeah. I am proud of you because I just thought of it like I remember when I first when we first started a podcast, we talked about you wanting to be a therapist mm-hmm. and you was like, I'm right now I'm just trying to graduate. Yeah. I remember that was like two years ago or so. Yeah. We were just like, yo, I'm just trying to graduate right now. And the next time we talked about it, you was like, Okay, I'm close to graduating and I'm trying to do go to Africa for like an intern or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Then I'm like, but right now, I still just try to, uh, I think you was doing for your master's or something. You was yeah. Like, right now, I'm just trying to graduate. And then I look at us. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's, look at the time that has flown by, y'all. Yeah, yeah. For, for the day one listeners, you've heard of before, like. Yeah. I was entry level, literally Damn. just started my graduate program. And now. And now look at you. So wait, for people that's like licensed therapy, do you get like something on your last name? You know how like doctors. Yeah. Doctors. So right now, mine is. Shirley Door, not gonna give my real last name. Shirley Door, MFT, right? Well, M A M F T, because I'm a marriage and family therapist. Okay. When you get licensed, it's L M F T. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Yeah. What is license? A licensed family, marriage and family therapist consists of. It is just like married couples. Families. Well, no, you don't have to only do marriage. That's like a specialty. You're like saying that this, there's one thing that I'm an expert in. It's this. So I'm, I'm really an expert in couples. Like I've been Couple doing therapy. couples stuff since I was in like probably my first year of college. Like I've been taking courses and all of that. So that's like relationships is my niche basically, right? So if you come to me in two years when I'm licensed and you're like, Someone's like, if I need a relationship therapist, I would be the person for that. But that doesn't mean that I don't see other clients. Like, I I have a lot. Lately, I've had a lot more mental health clients than couples and families. So I've done a lot more individual counseling with kids and adults and stuff like that. And I also work a lot with kids with autism. So I do a lot of work with families that have autism, autistic kids. Oh, like how to deal with that mentally. Or, well, that's a goal. Not most people don't come in there because they want that. They come in because they want to reduce their child's behavioral problems. Oh. But really, do they come with the kid or do they come? They have to come with the kid. Okay. So <clears throat> my goal, and I'll see. Like I'm still developing. So for anybody who knows in life, you're always gaining knowledge. So you're always changing. Like I remember someone was telling me how someone didn't understand how I owned a company that produced flyers. But I'm also a therapist. Good. Um, yeah. So what that means is like, so basically what I'm saying is that over time you start to you start to form an idea of what you really want to do, right? So there are people who start off in substance abuse is counseling. There yeah. is. There are some people who start off in substance abuse counseling and then they'll find themselves working with, you know, domestic violence clients and then they'll turn into someone who works with um, sexually abused kids. Like there's so many like specific markets that you can work in. Um, What does that have to do with the 
you owning a flyer company? What is that? Well, someone didn't understand how I had both of them. Like, oh, didn't you go to school to be a therapist? You know? That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense, but I think that's for people who are talentless, who <laughs> feel as if... Talentless. You, I haven't heard that one before. Who feel as if you can't have multiple talents. Yo, that's, and, like a back, that's like a big backhand slap. Right. And so, so you must be talentless to feel like I have to only work on one specific craft. Like you knowing, can't do something else. Knowing that I'm knowledgeable in multiple That's funny multiple because people, people will say that like... Um, me doing this podcast, like, yo, did you go to like broadcast school? I'm like, no, nigga, I'm an accountant. Right. It, it doesn't mean that you can't have talent in other fields. Or just a hobby in something. It's, that's the thing. It's yeah. a hobby. Like, I did, I did blogging for fun. It wasn't like I went to school. There's no school for blogging. You just write, right? So I spent. If you're good at it or you try. Right, I spent 13 years writing essays. You damn right, I'm going to know how to write a damn blog article. So I'm, I've been blogging. I write literally for magazines and online publications. So again, people don't know me because I don't talk about those things. I just keep it like as it's my accomplishment. It's no one else's. Yeah. But I do understand how someone's like, I thought you went to school to become a therapist. What do you do with flyers? I don't even make flyers, but there's this pretension that because my my employees make flyers that I make flyers. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that's my fault. Maybe I should, add, you know advertise them but again it's my business so you're not paying me that is funny that is yeah. Funny. yeah yeah it is um that's one thing that is different at least in the circle i don't know how anybody that's listening that their circle of life is it's like i have most of the people around me are doing more than one thing yeah and to be honest it's true. in this world you really can't do one thing you, you are if you're you're literally scary to be doing one bill yeah it doesn't make sense i don't care if i'm like a, an attorney or a doctor yeah i have to because that I'm the way I'm set up, the way my mind is wired, I always think like, yo, any day I can come to work, like at my day job, and they could be like, okay, your time is up. Yeah. But what am I gonna do? If I'm exactly. if I'm totally depending on that one thing, I'm a slave to that job. Mm-hmm. And I'm no slave to right. that job. Like right. I'm a I'm the king of hey, I don't like it here. All right, I'm looking for the next job right. real quick. Right. Like ain't no job about to stress me out. I was just having a conversation with a friend about like them being stressed out about a job and i'm like oh why don't you just leave right like yeah i do understand there's some people they have kids they have families they have scenarios but while you're in that job find another one find another one i never leave a job until i know the next one is secure yeah people always say like you always how are you able to move from city to city or do all this i'm like yo because by the time I moved to that city, that decision was made six months ago. Yeah. It's just a matter of now, the timing of the right job or the right position. Right, the right so scenario. just proper planning. Like, I, my dentist, y'all, he's a pharmacist and a dentist. Yeah. A pharmacist and a dentist. If this man could be a pharmacist and a dentist, I can be a therapist who makes flyers. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is way off, but I look at, like, Steve Harvey, for example. I'm like, yo, Steve Harvey's in every fucking Everything. He's on Both radio, 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 TV. He's still got his suit line. Yes, he still has. He still has a fashion clothing line. All that shit. All okay. Think about Russell Simmons. How no, Russell no, Simmons to, come from that to, to now? Till now. But back to Steve Harvey. He got all this shit, and he got a fine ass wife. He got a fine ass wife. He got to occupy. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, if this nigga could keep his wife with doing all this, you know how difficult that is. Well, wait a minute. So now we're talking about. How this man just randomly brought up you trying to take his wife a full time job? Oh, really? <laughs> a woman period sometimes could be a full time. Oh my gosh! 
Come on, man. Wow. The fact that he could do all that and then not complain about, oh, I ain't got enough time or I didn't do this. I'm like, yo. Yeah. And he probably doesn't have enough time, but yeah. he does. I was, watching, I was watching an interview about him. He was like, yo, one of the main things that keep him going is literally naps. Because of the fact that he's on in the morning mm-hmm. or, you know, and then in the evening, and then, in the evening, and then you know, he got a personal life. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this man still have a personal life. You got yeah. He doesn't have time for the little shit. Right. And then he was like, the most important things is naps. And he always like valued the little thing, like taking the trash out. Yeah. And I like, that's the common trait that I'm realizing with like people that's like what I consider successful. Cause I don't necessarily consider somebody having like ample amount of money success to me. Yeah. And it so like the that. few people that I follow on life that I try to model certain things that they do is like, they value the little routines that they do in life. For example, I follow this, um, got this guy named he owns this um he owns this wine thing this wine company he mm-hmm. tell, he says how like he valued the getting up in the morning or sometime watching the news with his family like with his wife mm-hmm. he said like those little things like having a routine of that mm-hmm. like he said throughout the day he may not see her no more but they know hey between 5 and 6 30 a.m we, we sitting here we eating breakfast we're watching the news together Right. Or we're watching whatever we're watching to start our day together. I and that's, that's funny because I'm actually learning that now. Um, so being a creative, it's really hard when you're not in a relationship with someone who isn't a creative because they just won't get it, right? Mm-hmm. So I spend, like my man will tell everybody, I spend 24-7 working. Granted, I'm trying to build a brand. So it is it's twice as hard in the first three years than it is for later times. So because I'm trying to build and always like establish myself, I'm literally like on my phone, on my computer, 24 seven. I give myself eight hours to sleep, whatever. But one of my like proudest treasured moments is when I'll be like, hey, can you walk me downstairs to my car so I can go to work? So he'll literally like wake up, get up, cause I go, I leave for work before him. So I'd be like, hey, can you walk me to my car? That is like the most important part of my day is us taking this like two minute walk to get to my car and then like him kissing me goodbye and then I'm going and I'll be gone for like six hours and I won't see him when I get back because he's at work. Yeah, but that's that is that is important. I realize um that's the routine, having a routine I'm trying to improve like practice in my life. Yeah. Just, um, having a daily habit. Daily habit. Yeah. Like, yeah, even though like I have an issue with the fact that if I don't do some type of meditation or yoga for five days tops i feel some type of way mm-hmm. it's i've realized that over the past couple of months like oh i haven't done this i either get cranky or sometimes like maybe it could be just mental but like my right. body will irks it right you start like, craving yeah and i'm like oh it makes sense but it's like is my routine is my way of resetting myself because sometimes i'll be like okay i'm i need at least an hour where i'm disconnected from everything disconnected mm-hmm. from everything as in like i would literally go to the park Go somewhere where it's nothing but woods mm-hmm. and just sit there and just be silent. I'm trying to learn that. Like, and that's that one of my so, goals. That is so important, especially in this world where, like, everything is in our phones. Right. Everything is, like, you could know about the world in, like, within an hour. Right. And you I think know. it's important for the listeners to know that that's what you call self-care. That is. Because. That's my phone. Because people yeah. have to have, you have to have, in this, like, world, it's super fast-paced. You have to have something that is solely for you yeah. like no one else no partner no kids 
no parents, just you, just something that you get up and do for yourself. And I'm literally still trying to find that. And I think for me right now, sleep is self-care, but cause I will, I will not sacrifice eight hours of sleep. I don't care what day it is. Listen, I, I have, listen, I don't care what seven is fine. Okay. I cannot have less than six. Oh yeah, less than six is suicide. So <laughs> I've seen people who will sacrifice that and be like, oh, I gotta work. No, I don't care. Once it hits two o'clock and I know I gotta be up at nine, I am not staying awake. Like I'll literally have to be like, I'm gonna miss out on work in order to sleep. Like sleep for me, cause I went from a point where I used to get 10 hours of sleep when I was a kid and I had to get 10 hours of sleep. So now that I'm adult and I have a life to do, like I have to live, like I have to wake up. So I'm like eight hours. If I don't get eight hours, if I don't get seven hours, it ain't happening. I'm a big believer of like, if I control, if I could control what I could control, if I could control the fact that if this scenario is stressing me out right now and I need to get up out of here, I'm out. I have no issue with that. No, really? At the end of the day, like people call that selfish, but I call that self. Yes. I do call it selfish. So it's self. You have first of all, you this whole thing where people are always making selfishness um, a negative thing. I'm gonna need you to understand that if you are selfless for most of your life, and the day that you decide to choose yourself, mm-hmm. people come and be like, "Oh, you're selfish." Nah, nigga, I'm gonna be selfish. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna cool be selfish. Cool and I remember moving out, moving out to UCF and going to school. For people that's here, listening. I gotta make it clear because sometimes it's like out of state. Yeah. Or weird flex out of the country listening. Yeah. So they don't know what UCF a flex is. To have <laughs> a flex to have. They don't. They don't know. So UCF is University of Central, Central Florida, Florida, which is in Orlando. Florida. I just had to make that clear. So before. I moved from South Florida. So South Florida was ki- not killing me. It was just. It just wasn't prosperous for me. Um, I wasn't. I was doing the same thing. I woke up, work, got home hung out with my friends on Fridays and Saturdays and that was it. Like I did nothing else. Zero. So um my family was stressing me the fuck out. Like all they did was talk shit. And I hate talking shit. I'm one of those like I'm a woman of my word. If I'm gonna talk shit, I'm gonna talk shit in front of you. I can't stand when people do it behind you. So my family just talked so they were just so neg they were very toxic and I had to leave. So when I came out here, I always say to you that Palm Beach raised me, but Orlando made me, right? Orlando made me. That's how I feel about fam. Yeah. Like fam made me. Mm-hmm. Like me before fam and me now. Mm-hmm. Not me. Not yep. me fucking yep. did now. But back to the therapy thing. So how is it, you say you do family and marriage. Mm-hmm. That's my specialty, That's but specialty I, I work with work mental health clients more. So, Cause that's the other thing about what the the city needs, and Orlando City mm-hmm. doesn't need marriage and couple family therapy. Think so? Orlando Orlando City needs mental health counseling. I think our community needs marriage and family. Oh no, we need it, but what's what's dire, what's killing people uh-huh. is mental health. Oh yeah, it's big yeah. in America. Yeah, that's big in America. So even like mental health, like even if people were like, oh what my is, god, the mental. Can you share anything about what is a mental health? Like your day to day. I cannot. Okay. Um, but I can. I can. I can speak in like tongue, like okay. not talking about clients, but. Oh yeah. Um. So like, 
so right now my my focus i'll talk about pre now because i'm allowed to talk about what i did in grad school so my clients in grad school i had a variation i had two or three types so i had an actual family i had a couple and i had an individual so i had one two and three basically right so i work with a group of people i've worked with two people i worked with one person um and in that time span we have noticed that most of the people come to counseling for their mental health needs because as you guys know mental health is trending it's it's a trendy thing like people aren't only doing it because it's all over the internet um and so because it's trendy aside aside from that you know i like to tweet mental mental illness a lot on Mm -hmm. social media but i be joking but you don't think that there's some people out here that just chalk it up to mental health, but they don't really take accountability for some shit? Yeah, I think a lot of people are using mental illness as an excuse. And that shit is bothering me. Um, Maybe because it's trending. I've but actually had like clients who do that. Like They'll use that as an excuse. So we believe that you are a person with mental illness. We don't think you are the mental illness. Okay. So a lot of nowadays, because there's so much information about mental illnesses on social mediums, mm-hmm. and it's the most random person talking about it. So because that's happening, people are start are starting to label themselves the mental illness, when in reality, they're living with it. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to show you that you are not your you are not your illness, you're not your disease, you're living with your disease. How do you what are your client base? Are you like um, demographic wise? I mean, do you work, you work for the city or like for like a private? I work for a company, yeah, company. Okay. which basically works for the city. Yeah. So what is like your demographics? Um, right now it's families. It varies um, because I am the only Haitian person. They never had Haitian clients. No. Well, we already know Caribbean people are not like. But the company that I work for when I was in school has nothing but Haitian clients. But this company doesn't because they've never had a Haitian therapist. Have they ever had a Caribbean clients, period? They've had Hispanic clients, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm my role not only as a therapist is to advocate for my community. So you'll you'll see me on Facebook. Like on Facebook I'll literally be like, if you have Medicaid and you're Haitian and you need therapy, call me. Cause I'm gonna refer you to my company. I've had people who's done it. I've had people who's 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 slide in my DMs and never finish a conversation. But it doesn't mean that they're not gonna finish the conversation in like a year. Okay. Like I'm one of those people that I've learned in business. Um it takes me six months to secure one client. Right? Speaking of podcasts, sometimes people may think, you know, this shit we have guests on here all the time and shit look easy, but yeah. It took us months just it's to sit here right literally- now. This nigga, I, I, I'll post screenshots. Hey, I'll post screenshots. Okay. Um, and it's not even like we're super busy. It's just like there's always inconveniences. It's always the timing of things. And today was the perfect day, right? Like I went to church. I and to be honest, back. it was like out of nowhere. I didn't even expect this day to happen. Really. Right, right. kind of like, okay, let me hit her up last minute. Let me see what she's doing. But okay, so the demographic is just varied. It varies. I, I'm actually, this is the first time I'm actually like, Working with more people of color, um, non-color, because I worked. Yeah, I Damn, worked. Damn, you started off great. I worked out with. Sound like you started at a, at an HBCU at first. I was working with nothing but black people, wow. and at this company, I am working with a lot of. Let me ask you this: Is there any type of bias? Is that a? How, however, you wanna 
phrase this answer, but it's like, do you feel any type of bias? Because like with me, my bias, I try to not let my bias show a lot, mm -hmm. but I also got to realize that I used to root for, not to saying I don't root for anybody black, mm -hmm. I do, but there are certain black people that they fail to realize that, yo, you're in the moment right now for a reason, mm -hmm. and you're representing us. Yeah. And some people, they just fail to realize that, oh, I, there's no race. And I want to slap the hell out of those type of black folks. I'm going to be real with you. And there's um, no one of those type of black folks that's into that interracial shit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just that I always see it's a lot of them. I don't have any biases because... That you can tell. That I don't have any biases because mental health affects everybody regardless of the color of your skin. Yes, it does. No, no, no. Bias as in like you feel like I'm just thinking if I was a therapist, I'm like, yo, I would be more interested in trying to help this family if there was a minority. No, because again, well, my target, like my goal is to work with minority families, but minority families don't pop up in the door. So that's why I can't have a bias because they're not, they're not my pop. They're not the people that come to therapy. They're not for day to day. They don't electively come to therapy. Okay, unless the time they come to therapy, it's like somebody didn't die. DJJ, which is Department of Juvenile Justice, tells them to come, they'll come. If DCF tells them to come, they'll come. But electively waking up in the morning and saying, I need therapy, I can't be biased because they're not the ones that are showing up. Yeah, but I, I also look at therapy as like, um, I used to look at therapy as like, oh, okay, well, something's wrong. Let me go. But now I'm starting to look at therapy as like, oh. Nothing has to be wrong for you to go. I literally went to a therapist before I became um, a registered therapist. I went to a therapist because I noticed that I started to become um, less clean, which was okay. very. So I was the kind of person. So for people who are very OCD, important, for people who are very serious about their dick appointments, I used to be very serious about my dick appointments. So I would have hand sanitizer, soap, a rag in my car, just in case we have sex in the car. I would I have, have a big appointment in the car? Sometimes you have sex in the car, yeah. How old are you? How old was this? I was like 21. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Still right. Okay. And I used to have, in the trunk of my car, I would have a change of clothes. It's a whole bag. Just, I had a whole bag. Everybody could have those. I stopped having a whole bag. Why? I don't know. But whole bags are ne necessary. Like That's the thing. And whole bags get a negative connotation. Like. There's no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to think that's negative because if you want to wake up in the next morning having a fresh pair of underwear, fresh pair of clothes, and you want to shower, do it. And it doesn't never necessarily have to mean you spend a night over somebody you had sex with. Yeah. You could have just crashed at your friend's house. house. Yeah. But I needed to make sure that I had an extra pair of clothes. Why and at some point in life, either because my mental shift or because I got so busy that I didn't care about anything else, I stopped taking care of things like that. And you guys understand, I was anal. Like that bag, I changed the clothes in it every week. I changed oh, the bad. underwear in it every week. I didn't change it unless I used it. I had, I had toilet paper. I had napkins. Just in case a girl had to go, because I used to do road trips a lot. So just in case I needed to anything, I, towels, hand towels, and um, I think it just no longer. Well, what I came to the conclusion in therapy is that it was no longer my life. 
Um, What's going on in your life? The I, I don't do world trips, so that doesn't matter to me anymore. Okay. Um, I don't have sex in my car, so that didn't matter to me more. So it didn't matter no, to sex me. Sex in the car is not an age thing, though. Sometimes it's a convenience. Yeah, it's a convenience. <laughs> so, like, if, if I can't have it in, like, a, a space in a bedroom or, like, random, you know, like, outside sex, mm-hmm. outdoor sex, if I couldn't have it in those situations, I just didn't do it, and I would just save that pent-up energy for another time. Right. right. So it just, it didn't apply. But it was important for me to have that conversation because I'm a very structured person, and I started to lose my structure, mm-hmm. and that made me feel like I was failing at something. And so I remember just sitting there and saying to her, like, yo, I I used to be a very organized person and I'm very concerned that I'm no longer disorganized and I don't know what it means. So it's like you're not having your whole bag to realize you're unorganized. You guys don't literally I had you have to understand, I had hand sanitizer soap water bottles just in case you need a water bottle to wash your hands. I didn't go that deep with it. And a rag. So you can wipe your hands after, you know. Not happen. And then if I needed to wipe stuff, you know, right? Like, yeah. But the funny thing is, I had a whole bag before I knew what a whole bag was, just because, because I'm a nigga. I'll be like, I remember when I was a freshman, I used to like, okay, let me keep this in the car just in case. Right. I was more so thinking of like, yo, what if I go somewhere and somebody's trying to face some ball? I don't know it was a whole bag either, so yeah. Yeah, I like, yo, what if somebody there's like niggas playing basketball and I need to hop in real quick? Right. Let me keep my shorts in there, spare underwear. Cause like it's something about at least for me it's something about like when you take a shower and you put a fresh, fresh pair of underwear, underwear on I feel like a brand new man yeah yeah so that'd be my feeling I like you gotta have deodorant in there like, yeah that's like a must yeah. I have sprays I'll have deodorant underwear extra pair of shorts yeah I have like my play shoes in there yep I had an extra pair that's of sneakers just in case I decided to work out with whoever the hell I was with that morning yeah that's crazy you didn't have that. And now, like, now my truck is filled with toys because I work with kids. <laughs> Do you see how life transitions? No whole bag, y'all. Kids' toys. There's certain things I still keep in mind. I have some weird shit. Mm-hmm. I got a truck, But I'm still organized. My I got a knife in my trunk, like, just in case. I have a scissor in my glove. I got a Swiss blade knife, not only, not because, like, I need a knife to, like. Yeah, I know. Nothing like that. It's just that, yo, you never know when you need to cut something. My friends come to me. My friends know this. I'm the queen of having everything in my car. So I used to do my hair before, because at the time I literally went to school and I worked two jobs when okay. I was in under my first two years of school. Okay. So I always had to have things on the go. Okay. So I had to eat on the go. I had to get dressed while I was driving to get to work. Like Orlando, all that you can't shit. leave some shit at your house because that's no. it. The way the drive is set up. Yeah, no, you got to have everything here I have everything in your with you. So I had to make sure I had everything in my car. So I used to wear sew-ins a lot. So I would keep like needles, thread, scissors while I'm driving. I'm like sitting here like snipping my hair, making sure that it looks good so I can go to work because I was a server. So you had to be like extra attractive to get tips. And I remember like fixing my sew-ins in the car making sure my tracks wasn't showing snipping them off so now i permanently have bobby pins um i have nail clippers i have scissors i have like sprays deodorant i have cocoa butter i have a travel cocoa butter i bought a tiny 
small cocoa butter. So make sure you ain't as cheap. I have that to go and have shoes always in my car. And then, of course, that rag and the hand sanitizer is still in my car. I had to make sure that was still there because you never know. I don't remember the last time I had car sex, but you never know. I think I had cancer probably like two years ago. Right, I don't. I have. Two or three years ago was the last time. Oh, I remember it vividly. It was like six months ago. I'm still having car sex. That's like two or three years ago. I remember. Really? Yeah, I do. Wow. For those who also don't know, I'm also trying to become. So, this is actually another one. I want to become a sex therapist. But to become a sex therapist, you have to go through a very extensive process in florida other states don't care as long as you are working with people and you're talking about sex you're a sex therapist in florida you have to get certified for that shit so i'm florida's weird so i have to spend two years accumulating a specific amount of hours and taking courses to first become a sex educator after i become a sex educator I have to spend three or two more years working with people as a sex educator to become a sex therapist. So right now I've been working as a sex educator. Like I've been educating Bo's nose, Bo's nose. Hi, see what I did? (laughs) Bo knows um, back on Twitter when they, so him and Reggie actually made me make a Twitter because they're like, you're so wild that you need to make a Twitter. I actually forgot about that. That's 2017. Yeah, I met, I literally met you both. 2017 uh, or 2016 when we met? It was 2016. And then 2017, we met again. We did an episode together on oh, uh, Reggie's. Yeah, on Seven Days. Damn. Yeah. So this is like four years, y'all. Four years. I go like, it's just funny, like, when you sit back and you recollect about certain things, the people you've met. And yeah. Certain things you talk about and then to see the growth. Yeah, growth. growth. I don't talk about sex as much as I do now. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. That is amazing. I'm more educational now. But uh, back in 2016. For the younger kids. Yeah. Back in 2016, I wrote something called The Side Chick Chronicles. Um, I remember that. Yeah, that was my favorite because people really thought it was me. And the first story was my Side Chick Chronicle. But the other chronicles were not my Side Chick story. Like, I literally met a guy. That's that should still be loud, right? You was blogging it, right? Yeah, it's still it's still in my database, but mm-hmm. I... I like it's not it. out to the public. It's not out to like the public. Like, you mean to tell me if I Google it right now, I won't find it. You should probably still find it. Okay. But like other stuff. the website is not there anymore. Okay, okay. But I do have it on my... I'm going to republish it, though. Okay, got it. I was just waiting for the perfect time to republish it. Got it, got it. Because it's a conversation that still needs to be had, regardless of your status in life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But, um... So the, chi- the Side Chick Chronicles, I literally met a guy, funny enough, I met a guy at Cheddar's and he was a server and he literally told me his whole entire Side Chick Chronicle, his si- him being a side nigga. No, no, actually, I'm sorry. That was another server. This server, his girl actually became friends with his Side Chick. So I literally got, they, each other? they found out about each other and now they're friends and they hate him. Oh, so he literally sat there and he's like, let me tell you about my side chick. So I was just like, whoa, this random white guy. It was so cool. And we're at like a graduation dinner. So the Side Chick Chronicles is not my story only. I actually asked people to submit their stories and I would write it for them and keep it anonymous. So um, 
Yeah, so the first two stories were about me. The third and fourth one, I did. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I just had to think of where I was like at in life at that moment, 2017. I think you were in a relationship. I was. Yeah. I was in a relationship. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember like we went on a podcast episode and he, they were asking me about a relationship. Mind you, we broke up and Reggie's just sitting here talking about this nigga. He literally is just like talking about his relationship and we broke up like two weeks ago and I was the kind of person that I never talked about my breakups until like six to eight months later. That's not be real with you. I broke up with my ex almost two years ago and I still am not talking about it in public. Right. And that's just me. It's not nothing that like. And then also, we fail to realize that sometimes we don't even know what space the other person's in. Right. I remember I had beginning of this doing this podcast like this was definitely like six months into the podcast like i had an ex that hit me up about a scenario that i shared that me and her had Mm -hmm. and she was like damn like you ain't even let me know even though i didn't say her name or anything but it's the fact that rule 101 for anybody listening that's wanting to start a podcast hey people hitting you up about some shit you said that may have dealt with them even though you didn't even say their name but believe me, that is the world you yeah. live in the podcast. And, but they but they heard it and they feel like other people may even know it yeah. because they probably told them like a snippet, snippet of, of it. it. Or like she felt some type of way, not because I've said it, it's just that yo, you didn't even talk to me about this first. Yeah. Type of thing. Like yeah. you didn't get any closure from this wow. scenario. And I was like, damn, you know, I never thought of it like that. Not me. So that's one of the reasons why I still haven't really talked about I'm on my question. Instagram live slamming my ex. Zero mm-hmm. fucks given. And plus, like, to be sadly enough, that's another reason why I had to change my life. To be real, which was like, most of my ex is really my fuck up, my doing. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I'd be like, yo, I'm, I was really one of the most horrible person in the world. Oh, boy. And I was not like, um, like when I say like, I don't take stuff for granted anymore, that all applies to it. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, hear this girls. Go back and listen to the first episode of Zoview and come to this one. Jesus I guarantee you, you're going to hear like a complete different shift and yeah, like how he is. Because if he's sitting here talking about how he was a horrible person, that takes a lot to, to mention that you were. When I say I'm horrible, I was really talking about like relationships, not just like romantically, but just certain people I was in like friendships too. too like, I was really a horrible person when it comes to certain things because I was like taking a lot of things for granted. Right. I was taking a lot of things for granted, man. For anybody that may be in that scenario, man, just think about it because sadly enough for me, it took me to not be in that situation to realize how much I took it for granted. And that's how, that's why podcasting the worst. is so dope. Yeah. It's literally like therapy. You just like. It really is. Like, like people, yeah, this is my therapy. Like, this yeah. is, this is my therapy. This is my gateway. Like, this is kind of like my drug. Like, I don't mind just doing this because I feel like we've been doing this for for over three years now. But I don't mind doing this because of the fact that one, like, whoever is gonna get to is gonna get to regardless. Regardless. And it's just like it's different to hear the feedback. Right. Because the feedback hits you differently. I think I remember someone someone was saying to me they really felt some type of way about. So I'm the founder of Haitians Who Blog, and I come up with a lot of the creative content on Haitians Who Blog. And I created this series called the Haitian Creatives Awards, 
So it's really hard being someone who is the founder of something and not being biased, like you said. And I had to be unbiased in a situation. And my podcast was actually nominated, but my podcast was nominated once. Or actually two people nominated my podcast. And to be fair, I had to be like, Zoview got like 15 nominations and we got two, right? So I remember saying, I can't put my podcast on a ballot. And this and this is this is why it's hard to be a creative because you have to make the tough decisions, right? So I'm not trying to put myself on, I'm already on, right? I don't need to uplift myself to put other people down. So I remember saying, okay, I made the best decision and the decision was, there are certain people who couldn't be on the ballot and there are certain people who could. My podcast was not one of them, right? And I said, I looked at all the nominations. I had other people double check with me and we were not one of the people that could be on a podcast. And Zoview was one of them. And I went back and being a content creator, I know a lot about good content. I know about bad content. So when I reviewed my page, my podcast, we weren't really popping in my opinion, right? In in content creation of all podcasts that were nominated, we were like probably 10. So I had to be fair because while while people may assume that Zoview is small, if you put things together, the amount of years that Zoview has been here, the amount of content that they've put out, the amount of platforms that they've exposed themselves in, the amount of content that they've produced, my podcast could never compare it's not to a, their podcast. To be honest with you, it's a lose-lose with that case. Yeah. Because if you put your, let's say if you get 50 nominations or 100 nominations, it doesn't matter. It's a lose-lose. Somebody's not going to like it. I had, It wasn't even if I got 50 nominations. I wasn't, I wasn't putting people on the ballot based on the nominations. Okay. I was putting people on the ballot based on content, quality, and consistency. We were we are consistent, but we've only been doing it for three months. Yeah. That doesn't compare to the people who were on the ballot uh-huh. who were on radio oh. and who went to podcasting. Oh, okay. For people like yourself who've been podcasting for three years, there is no comparison. You cannot compare, like, okay, let's talk about Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion is dominating. But you will not compare her. You cannot compare her to Nicki Minaj's commitment to the hip hop industry. As much as I hate, I don't hate Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. I hate her fan base. Yeah, I do. They're yeah. annoying. Yeah. But I refuse for somebody to tell me Cardi B is better than Nicki Minaj. Can, I Man, we can't. We, I hate that. I know. I don't care how trending you are now. You can never negate the amount of content that Nicki Minaj has put out. You cannot negate. The amount of content that little kim put out it's the same rotation i will never sit here and put a, a og down because a new person came into the picture and you can't do that because you really have to digest the content and when you digest the content meg has one album nikki has five six whatever she has is, is greater and she meg has one platinum nikki has two three so when you think about who deserves an award that's about who's been dominating within a year, 
that's what I had to consider. And I remember people feeling some type of way. A lot of people were feeling some type of way because it wasn't about. And I was like, I remember that. I was I was laughing at the comments because I'm like, yo, some of y'all ain't gonna be here next year. That's what I was saying in my head. But that's another podcast for another day. Right, right, and that's something I need people to understand is the consistency. It's not just about. It's not just about. Oh, I started something and I put something out. It's about your consistency with doing it. Haitian Two Blog has been here for three years. Somebody could pop up and create a whole new Haitian blogger thing. And they could try their best. But the thing that they don't understand is I've been here when Instagram didn't have Haitian pages. And I've been here when Instagram was popping with Haitian pages. And even through the time when there was none and I was popular, I'm still popular now. You get what I'm saying? So the fact that I created consistent content regardless of what happened and I transitioned when Instagram stopped being popping, I went to Facebook. When Facebook stopped being popping, I went to Twitter. When Twitter stopped being popping, I went to TikTok. It don't really matter. This is our passion. This is like the hobby that I love to do. I'm going to keep doing it. So no one's going to come in and be like, oh, you know, we're not doing this whole popularity contest because that's 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 for the birds. That's for the birds. And to be honest with you, I cannot word this. I just, we're going off on, I think this is like in a smaller scale. Only certain people that's listening right now know what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. one thing I've learned is like, when I remember when I first started doing this podcast shit, when we started, when I say I, when we, because Marianne mm-hmm. listening to this, she's going to be like, this nigga. This nigga. He's your, your <laughs> co-host. Yeah. But again, when, when, when we started doing it, even though she's not here, she's here in spirit. I remember the fact that it's so interesting because... People will message us now about like, you know, how do I do this if I want to start? I'm like, first thing I tell people is like, how consistent are you trying to be? Because if you're not, it doesn't matter how good your shit is. Right. Because it's like, I look at it as like, you know, when you, when somebody does something on social media and it goes viral and then they try to recreate something. It's viral for five minutes. And that shit is annoying. When somebody like, remember that girl that, that was like a two- Two months ago or so, when the girl was like, I'm in the ghetto, ra-ta-ta-ta, that shit. And it like, I think she either tried to create it, recreate it, or you other can. people did. I'm like, you can't do that. Other people can recreate it and make their fan base but happy. I'm talking about that person. But you, that person, like, I have a video that hit 3K views. This is my first time ever hitting 3K views on my personal page. Uh-huh. I can never repeat that. And then the funny thing is, you never know what's going to hit. I don't know what's going to... I don't know what the fuck you guys like. You just <laughs> no, like it. It's just... That's one thing I learned. It's like, one, it was like, you never know. Whatever you think is going to blow, for example, in the podcast world, I've never... It was like, I'm I'm, I'm recording this episode right now. Oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. Never. Like... I've had 0% chance of that. What I'm thinking is going to be it is going to be it. It never happens. I was putting a video. I put a video on Twitter and I was like, oh, this shit going to go viral. The one post that I made being just Shirley went so viral that it made it to Facebook. I was like, I never thought that me saying this would ever reach 2 million people. Never, I remember, never. I remember my home, my cousin one time. He's not on Twitter because I wild out on Twitter. That nigga sent me a screenshot on Facebook about some shit I said that some people like reposted on Facebook, and I'm like, he didn't even know that I'm on Twitter. He was like, "Yo, this profile pic look like you. Is this you?" And I was like, "I'm not smoking." He's not. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, this is me. But I never knew that it got to that platform. One, 
Like, I'm not a Facebook nigga. And I, yeah. I had to tell him, like, yo, just because this got popping on Facebook, I'm not going to Facebook. Right. Because that's not me. Right. Like, Facebook is another... The funny thing is, I used to put Facebook in a upper echelon of, like, social medias. Like, I treated... At one point in my life, I treated Facebook like it was LinkedIn. And to see Facebook now, and I'm like, yo, this shit is like... Ghetto. Ghetto. Facebook like, got real ghetto. I, put, like, I don't think LinkedIn will ever let its social media get ghetto, but Facebook yeah. didn't care. Like, I put... Facebook did not care. He didn't care if... What is his name? I, I don't remember what his name is, but he did not care if it went ghetto. It, Facebook is ghetto. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg didn't care. Justin, like literally, the founder of LinkedIn is like, no, this is gonna be professional for the rest of its life. <laughs> I don't give a damn. What I don't give happens. a damn what happens. Professionals only. But yeah, back, LinkedIn. Oh shit. Back to the the, the the whole creating the podcasting. It's like also one thing we realize is that yo, whatever you create for anybody listening, because I always get messages about. First, before I start. I appreciate the podcast listeners that send me stuff because one of the greatest things that I don't talk about enough on here is that how many of you guys will send me messages of like, hey, we should talk about this. Like, this will be good for you to talk about. You wouldn't, you'll be surprised how many free shit I get or I'm involved in or know about because of a listener was like, hey, I remember y'all talking about this. Here's this. Right. Like, I even like, for example, I have um certain podcast listeners that's like, uh, that do uh, travel, that travel agent, or that do different businesses. Like, I get deals from them, and I, I for you listening, believe me, I'm gonna shout you out, and I'm a, I'm a, I need to speak more about you guys. But sometimes it's it's difficult for me to do it because it's like I remember I, I my really friend saw our video on live, mm-hmm. Travel on Fair. Mm-hmm. She saw the video on live, and she's that's like, one, need, "That's one, that's one person." Like, I need to follow this podcast. That's one person. And I was like, go ahead. And like, like ever since then. She literally, like, we're in a group chat, uh-huh. ride or die for Zoview. She's like, there's a podcast y'all need to watch called Zoview. And I was like, hey, I hey, hey and I always And I always tell people, like, that start, that want to start podcasts, YouTube. And I'm like, yo, I'm a strong believer. That's me. I don't know how everybody is. It's like, I'd rather have 300 loyal listeners versus getting 3,000 listen once in a while. Let me tell you guys, so I've been on this like personal like journey and so my brand, the reason why I am who I am today is because I created this amazing brand. My brand, I I have more influence than my brand and I never thought that I would have ever had more influence than my brand. And I started to look at it and I realized Someone randomly DM me. I was like, I'm surprised you don't have 10K followers. How are you a digital marketing strategist without this and this and that? And I was like, I'm going to be real with you. My brand has over 10K followers and I have more influence than my brand. You get what I'm saying? So my, if you go on our page views, it'll be like 2000 profile visits on Haitian to blog. Shirley door has 2000 page views, right? So what does that mean? I have 3K followers. Haitian Who Blog has 19. What does that mean to you? I'd rather have 3K loyal followers than to have 10K followers. That just tells me if I'm ready to sell some shit right now, at least I'd rather get 300 sales versus 300 people that, versus 3,000 people that viewed it. And never bought anything. Yep. So I noticed that like, I'd rather just not have 10K. I don't... I don't, I don't measure my value as a person based on my followers. I've seen people who have a thousand followers 
be leading in the music industry. Y'all don't even know them. But they're the ones that make more money than the artists that are out there. This shit got replay value. Or the people that fuck with them, fuck with them. It's kind of like in a broader scale. I hate to bring up J. Cole because some people will be like, yo, you, I understand you're a J. Cole listener, but stop bringing up this nigga name. But I can't help it. That's my favorite artist. Jacob is underrated. Y'all understand this man is building an empire and y'all don't even see it because y'all so focused on people like Khaled. Yeah, Khaled or even Drake. Like, I'm not saying Drake doesn't make great music. Drake is great. But it's just the fact that Jacob don't even have to do much. Nothing. He can put out a music, you don't even see his face. Nothing. And the shit go He'll literally, he'll literally be, he's he's a great feature artist, never features on his albums. (laughs) Never features on his albums, but everybody else has featured him on their albums. You know how much power it takes to feature on other people's albums, but never feature on your own album? What the hell? Hey, that shit is funny. But I that's the prime example to me. It's like, yo, you re- I'd rather have... I don't care if it's 100 listeners. At least I know at the end of the day, I'm going to get 100 people that's going to connect with what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm cool with that. True. I know we went off like on a, off of what we were talking about earlier, but that's mm-hmm. cool. But that's just my view of things. And I, I realize, um, and I never used to value, I still kind of don't value social media that much, but I realize that value, social media is really life. Um, I used to not value it as like, yo, this shit ain't real. But then I started seeing this shit affect mm-hmm. life. No. Affect, I see, I ain't gonna lie, social media has affected like, people I've been with yeah. or people I've been around. And I'm like, you know what? I value social media because of the very intimate conversations that I can have with people I've never, never met. Like I have somebody that listens to this podcast that's in France. Yeah. And like, the, like right now, the whole um virus that's going around in China and Russia, like they messaging me like a side podcast. aside like, yo, how is it in America? Like right, right now, like niggas can't even come into the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, it's the same thing here. Yeah. And like just those type of conversation of somebody in another continent, yeah. in another time zone, we're flex. But it's just like, that, no, I, value that shit. I remember someone, I had like three people in Canada. I So I remember asking for donations for my, my business uh-huh. and someone in Canada. And I felt so honored because the person was like, we don't have cash up in Canada. And I was they like, They don't. I hate that shit. And I was like, Oh shit. And she was like, They do PayPal. Though. And she was like, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to have somebody in Miami send it to you via cash app. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I would have never gotten this yeah. $2 or $20 yeah. if it wasn't for the intimate interact. Like, this person believes in me. Yeah. And they only see it through social media. Yeah. So while I do hate how it's like, training our minds i really love the conversations that i have with people that live in france like this guy in france randomly dm me his opinion on relationships and i was just like i don't speak i I was like i don't speak it but i can read it so send it to me that's deep that's deep for someone to want to have a conversation with you and they've never met you i was recently when I, i went to costa rica a few months ago for my birthday and I, I like told this dude I do a podcast. I don't know who follows you on social media, or whatever. And then he started listening to it. Yes, he was born and raised in Costa Rica, but this nigga speaks sports fluent English. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yo, this shit is dope. Like, do this and like." He'll just tell me like, "Yes, we talk about personal America stuff here." And I realized that yo, we have listeners from Lord knows where. He's like, "Yo, you got to keep this shit a little more." The conversation. I remember looking at my blog analytics. I so I created a media kit for myself 
And I haven't blogged in a year. I've been freelance writing only. And I looked at my page and I get 10,000 views a month. I don't even understand how. <laughs> I haven't written an article on my blog in a Share, year. man. And all it is, is people, whatever the hell I was writing, people needed to see it. And when I saw South America, I saw South Africa, I was like, yo, who is in South Africa? I'm here trying to learn about Haitians. I, I, be, I be hip when I see Haiti on my shit. I get so high when somebody from Africa and Haiti look at my shit. I'm so hip. Haiti, anything in the Caribbean related, I get hit because I think like Martinique is like yeah. my second island, yeah. like yeah. top, and I'll be like, oh shit. But I'm like, I got a cousin in Martinique, but he's only one man. Right, and it shouldn't, it wouldn't be that much power. It won't be that much yeah. power, but damn, it is mad Haitian in Martinique. So right. Lord knows. But anyways, I, I, I'm gonna I'm end it here. This is good. This is good topics to have, and um, for people that's in the Haitian community that's listening this much further in this, we're deeper hour in. You know what we're talking about here, but okay. um, we yeah. do have another episode. We'll have another episode. We'll have another episode. We have a lot to talk about. We do. Shit, damn! I've been doing this for over three years. I don't think you've been on that that much. I've only been this on three like, episodes. This is the third or this is the fourth? This is our dang. Actually, it's been. I think this is the third. I think this is our third. Okay, but we had a fourth, but it was on Reggie. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Reggie. But yeah, we're gonna have uh, plenty more coming on this, but um. We're going to end it here just for the sake of we got other shit going on. I got other shit to do. Right. I have to go. Um, I ain't going to lie. I drink this much wine. I don't think I should like. Drive? <laughs> Not right away. I don't think I should drive right away. Okay. I need some water to water this down. But thank you guys for listening. Um, Shirley, please share your information for people that may not know you. So you guys can follow me on Instagram at ShirleyDoor underscore. Once you follow me there, I plug everything in on my social medias. So whatever you need to see, just go through my page for like two minutes. It takes two minutes. That's all you need to do. And you can find whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's me being your counselor, which is not going to happen. If you follow me on social media, I can't be your counselor. Just mm-hmm. letting you know, really because if you know about my social life, mm-hmm. I can't be your counselor. Mm-hmm. I can't teach is you. Is that like your thing or is that like by law? It's a counselor thing. It's, oh, it's, it's counselor. not a law thing because social media is new mm-hmm. and they don't have much laws around social media other than sharing client information. I honestly think there should be a social media counselor. If, what do you mean? Like, Counseling because social media. Just because, like, some people are really like mentally ill, or social media is affecting their affecting reality. Their so there is research around the impacts on social media and how it affects mental illnesses, and it really does foster so illness. Like, it it gives you room to act out. But also, if you can't do it in real life, uh-huh. and you have like a safe space that you can do it without, you know, threatening people, sometimes social media can be positive. Okay. But it because it's such a, a volatile environment, and at any moment it can disappear. Mm-hmm. Really, no one wants to create rules about it mm-hmm. because at any moment Instagram can shut down. At any moment, Facebook can shut down. Did I just pour another glass of wine. Did, but I just said I'm. Drink water. But I just said, okay, I'm gonna stop drinking this wine in my head. It's good. It's that cheap wine that's really good. Wait, wait, did I? You see me just pour? No, this? no, you didn't pour another one. You had that that glass, but you're okay. drinking water. Yeah, you drunk water. 
this is how you know he's getting a little it anyways but yeah so if you want to learn about shirley door underscore i also have a website shirleydoorsaville.com that gives you an opportunity to dive into just like my um professional life so you can learn more about me and my blog is also there i did remove certain things that aren't professionally related but i'm gonna find a way to communicate those unprofessional conversations in a professional manner so we're gonna see side chick chronicles again i just need to figure out how to say it professionally without impacting my career so yeah all right and thank you guys again for once for listening um don't forget we on uh iHeartRadio. radio hey. i realize that's something that every podcast in my circle is not in and that's not easy i don't know how the process is I've seen a lot of people in iHeartRadio, actually, but that's because... Yeah, but like, so we're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, so please don't forget to subscribe, share, and review, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Rate? Please, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, Share your podcast with us, too. That's true, yeah. I randomly hit up this girl's podcast, and I was like, yo, I, I really love the conversations that you have and she was just like how did you find out about us she was a little skeptical because she thought i was trying to get something mm-hmm. i was like no i really just really like your conversation so i'm a podcast fiend i i listen to podcasts on my spare time so i hope that you guys would do the same and add to playlists or share it to someone else but yeah get connected y'all for sure so i appreciate you guys listening and uh till next time peace I forgot what we're recording. <laughs> I-